right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Learning the Tropes. Um, I'm Erin. And I'm Clayton. I am a romance novel veteran, big reader, and Clayton. I am a virgin? No, not 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 anymore. No. I'm more of a novice, but Mm -hmm. I am. Well, the thing is, I am a virgin to a lot of these tropes. Right. And I am also a virgin to the kind of book that we read this week. Me too. Oh, two virgins. Oh, again. Wow. How does it feel to be a virgin again? It's exciting. It is. It hurt only a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but before we get into this week's book, we have a review. What? It's very exciting. Engagement? Yay. Yay. Um, so we have a review on iTunes. I'm going to read it out. It's from A. Hithersay. She writes, uh, this is the best podcast setup. A veteran and a newbie hashing out the plots, tropes, etc. for a variety of romance novels. Y'all have me laughing out loud each week. Very nice. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to review. She's also someone who's been spreading the word. That's uh, Yeah, absolutely. She's been telling people about the podcast, which yeah. is great. Making her husband listen to parts of it, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Yeah, we like if you force the people around you to listen to it. Do, do they enjoy it? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a partner. It could be yeah. a stranger on the subway. Just, just, just stick the earbud in there. Yeah, they might like it. Yeah, I mean, ask first and mm-hmm. then do, obviously. Right, like do you work at a place that has like an intercom system? Like just plug us in. Oh, put it over the intercom. Yeah. Absolutely. No, but thank you. Anybody who has you know, just engaged with us because mm-hmm. we were recording a lot of the episodes kind of in a vacuum. No, mm-hmm. we, we didn't know what the response would be. The response has been awesome. People being really excited. People actually, I appreciate people giving, giving me a little bit of a leeway of not knowing stuff because I am really interested in wanting to learn and everybody's been so cool about not judging too harshly some of my uh, assertions or some of my thoughts on stuff. Right. And I think we always do come from a place of uh, love for the genre. So it's even if there are things about the books that we point out that we don't love, I think it's like in general we do love. And also, neither of us have written a book. Yeah. And that's I was going to say that (laughs) that's a huge thing, too, is that I think I'm a huge reader. I read a ton and I respect anybody who sits down to write a book. It is one of the hardest things you could possibly do creatively. And I respect that just as an endeavor. So anything that we say is... Take that, you know, take that into consideration as well. I'm not disrespecting the hard work and the creativity it takes to, to make something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember that when we write our books. Uh, <laughs> and we won't be allowing any room for criticism. Oh, no. God, no. We'll, Comments turned in. off. Yes. There will be, no. We won't <laughs> want it. Unless it's, po- are you, yeah. Are you blowing smoke up our asses? No. Continue on. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and also we always spoil the books, too, on this podcast. I don't know if we've said that yet, but I guess you've been spoiled so many times now. You probably get the You're gist so of it. You're so used to it. Yeah. So, yeah, make sure that you read before. Yeah, thanks so much for engaging with us. This is, you know, reading a book a week, it's not hard, but, you know, it is something. So hearing from you guys, we really love it. And we love the suggestions that you've given us. They're already on our um on our Excel spreadsheet, and oh, they're yeah. coming up. So um, I'm really excited to read those because it'll be fun to read a book that uh, that you guys suggest, and, and we'll both be going in blind, which I think will be really fun. Well, we went in blind on this book as well, the one we just read. Mm-hmm. So it was Hothead by Damon Swade. The anniversary of the World Trade Center attacks always brought the FDNY and their fans out in mobs, for better or worse. But tonight was 10 years since the towers had fallen. 
People weren't as somber as they had been when the wounds were fresh. Griff watched the two mismatched men more closely. Drug dealer? Lone shark? The bald guy wore a suit, not cheap, and he felt like Manhattan. Older, taller, but outclassed in any fight that the little hombre was bringing. Shit. Baldy was smiling while he talked calmly to the younger guy. The Latino gripped his beer too tight, ready to butt heads, eyes threatening anyone nearby. He wanted to go to jail for a drunk and disorderly. Griff pushed away from the bar, squaring his brawny shoulder so he could plow through the crowd. A frizzy blonde humphed at him. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw Dante's dark head turning as he broke off singing with the others. Hey, gee, where's the fire? Dante laughed. But Griff shook his head. He only had a couple seconds to cross the room. A couple folks said his name or thumped his cannonball shoulders as he passed, and he nodded hello without taking his eyes off the brawl about to erupt. He could hear them now, the bald guy's smooth accent as he tried to pacify the kid. Polish? No, Russian. I thought this was a great cover. Because yeah. you got two sexy dudes wearing just the pants and the um, suspenders from a fireman's uniform. You have a firefighter in silhouette, and then you have Lower Manhattan. So we know we're going to be talking about 9-11. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you, I mean, did you know that we'd be talking about 9-11 from I that mean, cover? Also, it does look like the wreckage of 9-11 here. Yeah. Um, in the upper right-hand corner. I mean, it, it does say on the cover, a romance you'll never forget. Does it? No, it doesn't. Oh. I think it is a good cover. It explains what it is. It's firemen fucking each other. Yeah, it's sexy. Yeah. I chose this one because I went to a panel at The Strand and he was um, hosting it. And I was really interested in uh, a man being a romance novel author because there aren't many of them that I've come across. Um, So what is this book about, Clayton? Our lead character, Griff, Griffin, he's a firefighter whose best friend is Dante, who is an Italian uh, guy that's from a big family. Griffin lives with his dad after his divorce. So he's been divorced. He works for the fire department in New York City. In Red Hook. In Red Hook. He also bounces to make extra money because, according to this book, the, the fire department makes no dough which I don't know if that's true or not. I'm assuming it is. They probably don't make enough for what they actually do. Dante lives with his family still, but he bought this big house that he wants to restore because he wants to have yeah, he wants to have this big house. He put all his money into it. So they're best friends. They've been best friends since they were young. Griffin is a pseudo brother. He's a pseudo son to, the, to Dante's family. They love him. But he is a big redheaded dude. So he's a stark contrast to those guys. He, he refers to himself as he doesn't refer to himself as a monster, but there's several times people talk about his large size, how big he is. So they are best friends. They work together. And Griffin has a secret. And his secret is he is in love with Dante. Now, Dante, having put all his money into this money pit uh, house. Which is a brownstone in Cobble Hill. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that is a sound investment. It is, but he's not able to afford it. Okay. Right? So he's not able to afford it, and he has to find a way to make the money. The way he decides to make the money is working for hothead.com 
and masturbating on video for people to watch on hothead.com. Griffin goes kind of nuts because he's in love with him and doesn't want to watch the video, but Dante sends him the link. And there's this whole scene where he's trying not to, he's trying to do all this stuff um, other than to go to this link. And he goes to the link. He sees it. He goes nuts. He jerks off. And then it's this whole, I guess it's hard to explain. There's not much plot to this book. There's a lot of Griffin dealing with his feelings. Mm -hmm. So as we know, though, this is a uh, romance. So there is a happily ever after. There's a while to get there, but it does happen. Turns out, spoiler, 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 (laughs) Dante is in love with Griffin, too. And they end up getting together. But there's a lot of obstacles, and we can talk about the obstacles more in detail. But they do end up doing a scene together for the video, uh, but then they also do a scene not for the video, basically. They just have sex. They just have sex. That's what I call, <laughs> that's what I call having sex, doing a scene not for the video. <laughs> do you want to come back to my place and do a scene not for the video? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do a scene with me? It's not for a video. Don't worry about it. <laughs> This is an unrequited, at first, love story. We would call it Friends to Lovers. I First, I do have to say, I loved this book. Okay. I loved Griff. This was also the first book that we read that was only one person's point of view. We're only ever in Griff's head. We don't know what Dante is doing. And it. I ended up accidentally spoiling it for myself when I was like halfway through, which I'm like mad. But it was great because you just see everything through Griff's point of view. Uh, like Dante kind of like, you do think he's teasing Griff and you're like, oh, he's an asshole. I don't like him. Not in a cruel way, but just sort of like being overly affectionate and stuff where it's like, and Griff like tenses up. But then when you read it again, knowing that Dante was in love with him the whole time, you're like, oh, he, Dante was just testing the waters. And I thought that was so interesting because it is how much people are in their own heads and what filter they always have where it's like Dante was like resting his head between Griff's shoulder blades at one point, like breathing in and out and saying like, you're the most important person in my life or like you're my airbag basically. And Griff didn't take that as like, oh, maybe this person has feelings for me where it was like. Well, because I think he had a lot of shame. He had Mm -hmm. a lot of, there's no way this could happen Mm -hmm. because they're, there's a few things working against Griffin for being a uh, homosexual who can be out. Right. His dad is an asshole. Mm-hmm. Also, they're firefighters. So that it, anytime you're in a group of mostly males and there's a, there is a lot of macho stuff going on there, it would be hard to say, hey, this is this is who I am, because everybody's trying to be so tough. He also had Dante's family who are Italian, who like, they're very loving and, and affectionate with each other, which I think screwed with his head a little bit, too, because he's like, oh, well, they're Italian, so they're affectionate. So he had a lot going against him coming out and being who he wanted to be, which yeah. I felt was like really sad. I was frustrated reading this book. I think it was a real fear for him, too, because his friend Tommy, who he sees um, getting fucked in an alleyway, Mm -hmm. then is the victim of a gay bashing where he's almost killed. Yeah, that was rough. So, like, you do want to say just, like, oh, just come out, just tell him you love him. But it's like, no, there's, like, real 
fear around that that I didn't think was too much or like over the top. Like I, I at, there was really no point where I thought, oh, he should just come out. Like I was just like, oh, come oh. on already. Like I feel like it made sense. I, I mean, until the point where Dante invites him over for Monday Night Football and then doesn't invite anybody else and then straddles him. I'm like, okay, Griff, like I think now we can say – he is into know. this, he but just, I don't yeah. know. He's just playing with me. And I'm yeah. like, I don't think so. No, I don't want to say I was frustrated with the decisions. or I was just frustrated with that societally. Oh, yeah. You know, that that's frustrating. Because the thing about – I don't think I liked this book as much as you did. Okay. And the things I liked about this book, though, I love unrequited love. Having a crush on somebody is like one of the best feelings in the world. As long as it's healthy and you're not hurting anybody and you're not being psychotic about it, it's really nice to have a crush on somebody. Yeah. It's really nice to have those feelings uh, about someone to imagine what it'd be like to be with them and stuff. And I, I really, I really, that resonated with me. I think it resonates with everybody. I found the one person point of view i know it worked for this book because you had to have the surprise of dante actually being in love with him you couldn't give that away with dante's thoughts so that's why they did it i found it claustrophobic oh that all we thought all we heard was griff's thoughts and they were so much the same thought and he was being so hard on himself and i understand it i'm not saying it's not understandable i found that difficult to read because when i and also can we also say that this book talks about 9-11 a lot i think we need to talk about that yeah so list of things that don't get clayton horny 9-11 is on that list not because i think it's you can't touch it and you can't talk about it in art i'm just it's hard to get excited thinking about the yeah Towers coming down, I think. Because this book opens up on the 10th anniversary of 9-11 and they're all like at a bar drinking, celebrating, which also I was like, I've lived in New York City since 2002, so I wasn't here when it happened, but... How convenient. (laughs) We're cutting that. But But September 11th anniversaries aren't times that I remember like you go out and drink... Well, they're firefighters. I think being a firefighter is obviously different, but they talked a lot about, like, he talked about um, women... Throwing themselves at the firefighters that night. I don't know. I mean, I can't say that's definitely not true, but I think that I was like, this seems like a vibe I've never felt on 9-11. These guys in the book are lifelong New Yorkers. So they've been here for everything. So they, however they want to react to it, I understand. But I know what you mean. It is weird to go out and chase tail that night. Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing about this book. These guys were dudes. Straight, hardcore dudes. I mean, Dante, lovable, but he's a lunkhead. Oh. I mean, he's a dunderhead. I think I love this book because I think I loved Griff. And I really cared for him as a character. And maybe it was because I, like, felt sorry for him or I really wanted him to find love. But Dante, no. I did not enjoy him. He is, like, a lughead. Yeah, and everybody that they interacted with were the kind of guys I would never spend any time with. Mm -hmm. Straight, gay, whatever. I would never want to spend any time with any of these dudes. That made it difficult for me to... I related to Griff because of the feelings that he had and how he... 
everybody wants love and you could really feel that intense that intense feeling of of wanting to be loved uh by somebody who you love so deeply and also the how hard it is to tell somebody who you have a relationship even you know best friend whatever that you feel more mm-hmm. and that's situations that a lot of people have been in i never had i was never bumped by anything that had to do with the fact that they were guys both guys i was really invested in the unrequited nature of the love and 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 that need for love but the characters i just didn't i mean read a fucking book one of you guys they're talking about you know they're talking about like banging chicks together and stuff like griff was talking about we used to bang chicks together that doesn't make me root for you no offense like i think a problem that i had with it too was like all of the euphemisms for dicks (laughs) that were really odd yeah and off-putting where i was like oh is this how men talk when they're just together that they talk so much about i don't know there was just so and i know romance novels are known for like silly euphemisms but this was like a little bit over the top yeah the amount that he talked about is dick but also i don't know i guess if you're getting harder on your best friend all the time that would be hard to talk about anything else i learned a lot of ways to get rid of a boner in this book so that was a learning for me (laughs) they have to talk about dicks a lot so it as an author, I'm sure it's difficult to come up with a bunch of different names for your penis. But uh, sometimes it was just like, I don't need to know this yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there were times where it wasn't like... Uh, there was uh, one time where I believe, and I might be wrong, that Griffin looked at Dante's penis and said it was the color of a perfect steak or something. Like it was the color of like... <laughs> A perfectly cooked steak or something. I was like, that's that's a such a bonehead thing to say. Like I had I had a hard time rooting for these, you know, like knuckleheads to 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 be together. Yeah. Um I did and I think they just they Everybody deserves love. Yeah. Even I, knuckleheads. Uh yeah. I think they deserved each other and not in a cruel way, but I do think like when they were together, I was like, Yeah, I get that these guys would be very happy together. And they would just like watch football, talk about weird euphemisms for their meat glove or whatever they called it. Uh, meat glove. <laughs> yeah, what did they call? Like I, we say that there were so many, and I think I can't think of any right now. We should highlight it. We should, yeah, we should have. Highlighted. <laughs> I should have on my Kindle just highlighted all the euphemisms for penises. Uh, what? So on, another big reveal is so it's the hothead.com, which is the porno site that Dante goes and he like jerks off for the camera. That pays really well, by the way. Is that, is that accurate? I don't know. I mean, I've never tried porn. It it didn't, you don't think it paid enough? For him being like, I'm in so much trouble. I'm in so much over my head. And then he was like, if I have $6,000, then I'll be fine. I was like, you can't get $6,000. I don't know. How would you get $6,000? I'm going to ask my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd have to jerk off. So there we go. So then he tells Griff, and then he's like, if we do stuff together. So then they jerk off next to each other. Which, okay. Which we don't see except for to find, which I was frustrated, other than to find out that then Griff like somehow unloaded on Dante's chest. And Dante is constantly eating semen. Yeah. How do you cut away from that? That drove me nuts because you set up this whole thing where uh, Dante jerked off. He tries to pull Griffin into this. Griffin shows up. He's so nervous about doing this with the best friend he's in love with. It's so loaded for a scene of mm-hmm. 
Griffin's just emotions going nuts. Then we cut to the morning after. These are, this is the first time he's done anything sexual with Dante and we don't get to see it. And I understand why uh, Mr. Suede did this. And the reason being is that we need to have those emotions when it counted more, I think. But I don't know. That seemed like really weird. Yeah, I think it's weird we spent no time there. And then we spend, so then Dante says, oh, but I do actually need more money. And if we go and we do extra stuff, which is like, Dante's really into them maybe making out or blowing each other and stuff. There's a whole list. Yeah. And then there's a payment for each one. And during the scene, Griffin's thinking about, okay, that's an extra, that's an added, that's an added one. I'm doing this. Yeah. It's like, that's cool. But like, let's be a little bit more in the moment, Mm -hmm. not racking up Bitcoin in your head. After all that, Griff goes back and he's like, oh, if you let me, like, I take down the video because that's after Tommy's been assaulted. Um, Then he needs to do a photo shoot. I didn't really understand that exchange. But finally... You mean the world's longest uh, photo shoot? I was like, what (laughs) is going to happen? Nothing happened. It was so confusing, too, because I was like, I could never get a handle on what the photograph was. Yeah, well, it was to... I guess that whole scene was to show... Because once Dante reveals that he also loves Griffin, the book should have been basically over... Then Dante shows this side of being so super possessive and jealous during this photo shoot that he's getting in arguments with the woman who's taking the photos. And it was so long. That whole thing was so long. And I thought, they're not going to have sex with each other here, are they? Are they going to have sex with her? They're not going to have sex with her. It it was weird. I didn't understand what to what We didn't need to be there for so long. Because then you just basically want to know them coming out to the Agassinos. Then I don't. Then we're done. Yeah, which is ultimately where it ends. But, and that was. But what did? Okay, wait. But so then, when Stante confesses that he's in love with Griff, he's like, "I the hothead stuff was all just to test the waters," and I, and Griff just kind of rolled with it. And I would be like, "Fuck you, dude!" Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, you- <laughs> I want to hear it back <laughs> now. I'm embarrassed. You sound like Bill Burr. <laughs> oh, you hate that? Yeah. No, it was good. It was funny. Uh, okay, good. Yeah. Well, as long as it's funny, I don't care that. <laughs> so um, I would be like really upset because Griff was doing it and like losing his mind over it, trying to get Dante extra money, trying to give Dante money, giving Dante all the money that he made shooting stuff. So it's like. Well, that's the difference between them. Dante's got nothing in between his no. ears. He's a dum-dum. He is. He's a spaghetti. He's got a spaghetti for brains. He's a spaghetti head. Yeah, he's spaghetti. Yeah, he's spaghetti head. Yeah, I don't like Dante. I don't like Dante either. I mean, he I makes he a good like a great Chipino, gr- which I'm really excited to try. He's but He's got a great grin. I know his smile is great. I mean, great. he's hot. Yeah, of course. I'm not saying he's not hot. He's very hot. But I don't, yeah, I thought that that was such a huge betrayal that we just like glossed over too. And then we spent 30 pages at the photo shoot where I'm like, I don't know. I would read an argument of like, you really tricked me. And they were both having the same feelings. And I understand like wanting to test the waters, but I feel like, I don't know, just get really drunk and hug for too long. Yeah. I, gr- I don't so, know why we need to bring other people into this video and all that. Yeah. I, I mean, he, I don't, put, we need to drive to Brighton beach. <laughs> that's it. Well, what, yeah, they were Avenue X. Yeah. Avenue triple X. <laughs> there we they go. Said, yeah. If, 
if somebody made me that, yeah, that is so. Uh, people who don't live in New York, Avenue X is way the fuck out there. Right. Avenue X is Brooklyn past the point where anybody cares that Brooklyn still exists, right? right? No offense to anybody on Avenue X. Right. If you listen, it's right near where my husband grew up, but yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> it is far. It's far. And if you live in Red Hook or you live in the city, you work in the city, it's, it's, it's a schlep to get out there. So if somebody took me all the way to Avenue X and videotaped me just to say, hey, I kind of like you and want to see how that goes, I would be mad. Right. And doing porn, it's like I get that they were basically like, oh, there's so much gay porn. No one is ever going to recognize this. But they might. Like you don't know what the rest of your life is going to be. I don't think that uh, being in porn should disqualify anyone from anything. I'm not saying that, but it is a big decision to make. So it, it is. I so I found that such a huge. It really, really upset me. Yes, the machinations. I didn't like that because it could also be like I really needed the money, and I uh, and you're the only person I would feel comfortable doing this with because you're because also they were only ever attracted to each other. It didn't seem like they were attracted to other men. Um. Griffin was a little bit he he would check guys out but like you said he never had the feeling he had with Dante because he went he goes to a gay bar which is when he sees his friend getting raw dogged in the alley Mm -hmm. but I think which was very aggressive sex I was into it I loved it okay this is okay so this is a question because male male erotica is something that some women are really into yeah. and some women aren't. You're into it. No, I'm not. And well, I didn't think I was into it in general. But but, then, you, but you think does this book make you more interested in that? I don't know if I would seek it out, but I did think it was sexy. Yeah. What what was what did you find sexy about that alley scene? Was it just the the roughness, the fact that no inhibitions? I'm just going to fuck I, next to this smelly trash can. I like the voyeurism part of it. That I thought that was really just because then Griff was like watching behind a thing. I thought that was interesting. Okay. I'm into the voyeurism aspect of stuff too. <laughs> yeah. I'm just being honest. No, it's true. Yeah. This book was super heavy. There was a lot of heavy themes in it. There was 9-11. There was guilt and shame and beatings and gay bashing. All... All all this dark, dark stuff. I feel like I look I'm looking to romance novels as a way to escape mm-hmm. escapism. That's, I think, what I want right now. That might not be the case in the future. But right now I want to escape from, you know, the world, the just thoughts in your own head. Uh, and this was like really heavy for me, I think. I, I don't I didn't enjoy it in a way that I've enjoyed say, dreaming of you, which mm-hmm. It's not tackling as many heavy subjects. But yeah, I think I'm not saying this was a bad book and I didn't enjoy it. I think it was a really great unrequited, then requited, what, friends to lovers book. But I wouldn't recommend this to somebody if they want a light, fun romance. No. And I don't think that the author would have categorized this as such. No. I do think... Yeah, there are definitely romances that are very, very heavy. And I think part of the reason that people might enjoy doing reading those is because if you do have that heaviness going on in your life, and right now, like, culturally, everything is pretty heavy, um, 
the happy ending or knowing that like things have are able to work out. I think that's what really attracts people to these heavier romances. So did you find this book sexy? The sex? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there were parts that I thought were really sexy and then parts that I was very confused. By. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're too confused to be horny sometimes. I tried though. I always try. <laughs> you always try. <laughs> like if I could just figure this out, I know I could just be so horny, but that must be frustrating. It's confusing. I mean, I was reading the sign of uh, the scene from the alley when we were coming home last night late and like some pack got up and some old woman sat down next to me and I was like, this is weird. Oh, well, that I mean, I read this book at work. I read it on the subway. Uh, I actually read part of it in the bath. Of course. Yeah. So that was it's one of those. I'm, I'm getting over it because nobody's caring what I read on my Kindle. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to look. And if they're going to look, who cares? Right. Let's do a Goodreads list. Yay. List. Childhood friends become gay lovers. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. Uh, male, male books written by men. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> these are all facts. These are all certain checks. <laughs> yeah. Best gay romance with good sexual tension. I thought there was good sexual tension. Yeah, there's definitely tension. Dante was teasing a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there was, there was a lot of tension. Yeah. Did you like the sexual tension or you thought that you just hated Dante so much? You were I like, didn't hate – I don't want to say I hated Dante. He's just not my type of guy. Okay. You know, listen to the Smiths once in a while. Come on, guys. <laughs> you know? Um, I do have to say that I love that they were talking about Cobble Hill and how gross it was. It was like seven years later. I'm like, I would kill for this apartment. Oh, you would murder everybody in this room for an apartment in Cobble Hill. For Brownstone? Yeah. With the backyard? Yeah. Hell yeah. You're all dead. <laughs> We're dead and we don't even know it. <laughs> Best male male one-handed reads. Oh, so I'm supposed to jerk off during this? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, gay romance working class heroes. Yeah. They were working, both working class. class. Yeah. Griff was very into being working class too, I feel like. That was a big part of his identity. I think for a lot of of people, that is a lot of their identity. Mm-hmm. Is that I'm not a I'm not a white collar guy. I'm a blue collar. I'm a Joe Lunchpail, if you will. Uh, Joe, is that a saying? That Joe is, I, nobody knows. So I said that at work the other day, and people looked at me like, "What are you talking about? Is that new?" Joe Lunchpail is something that people have said for decades. <laughs> is that people you? Yeah, I'm a Joe Lunchpail. No, but like other people have said it. Yeah, I, look, Google it after. All I, right. Somebody email and back me up on this. Yeah. Favorite male male romance fiction comfort reads. This wouldn't be a comfort read for you, it seems like. No. No. I, I, I it wasn't I couldn't imagine just like this was actually the I read the beginning in the bath and that wasn't like it, it was relaxing enough, but then it got too intense for a bath read. <laughs> okay. This next uh, list also has your favorite. Derek Craven is on it. Dreaming of you. Can you guess? This might not be fun. Guess what the oh like, what, what the, the category list could is? be? Yeah. Oh, it can't be alpha male because neither of these guys are alpha males. I think Dante's a little alpha at the end. Maybe, maybe. hero uh, heroes you'd like to fuck. I don't know. <laughs> Fresh scent of pining hero. Oh yes, it's a it's a one that we've talked about before. Yeah. Oh, he pines. He oh, pines. This is pining. Yeah. I like the person who made that list. Okay. I just, I, I think I like the title of the list mm-hmm. and I like who they're adding to that. I think they know their shit. Yes. Come on the podcast. List maker. Yeah. Uh, keep you up all night romance books. 
I did read this late into the night, I but I knew I had to record today, so. Actually, yeah, I read a lot of this last night, so yes. <laughs> um, books that made you cry made me cry. I didn't cry, but yeah. I could see why. I could see why it was touching. Mm-hmm. And then finally, best gay lighthearted romance. I would not say it was lighthearted. No, it's not lighthearted. Pretty heavy. It's very heavy. Yeah. Not lighthearted. No. I mean, maybe if they both worked at a cupcake shop or something, I'd be like, this could be fun. And now we're talking. And we don't talk about 9-11. <laughs> I mean, not as much. Tropes, did you make a list? I did make a list. Let's hear it. Well, we have to do before that, though. Oh, no. What am I forgetting? Would we fuck them? Oh, I had that after. Oh, you okay, did? Yeah. But let's do it now. Would you fuck them? Um, I would fuck Griff. I wouldn't fuck Dante. Dante's we- like a little weaselly. Here's what I'm going to say. I would fuck Dante, but I wouldn't fuck Griff. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I'm not a big redhead guy. Uh-huh. I like redhead ladies, but redheaded guys, not so much. No offense. I know they're very much shit on. Aesthetically, if we're just going aesthetically, I, I would have a hard time with the very red hair and the pale skin on a guy, you know. Mm. I'm more of the – I think I would like Dante more physically olive skin, dark hair, smile, that would be more my my speed. I don't know if I would fuck Dante, but out of the two of them, I would more likely fuck Dante. Okay. But I would not be in a relationship with Dante. No, no, oh, no. Oh hell no. No. He'd be bad. I got to got I have to have my space. And I'm a Leo, so I like to be idolized. So you're going to have to deal with that Dante. I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like Dante would idolize no, he wants to be idolized. I think Dante might be a Leo, too. Do you think he's a Leo? He he's could be a Leo. Leo. So two Leos together. I think he's together. a Leo, and I think Griff is a Taurus. Okay. Yeah. That's, we should, we should guess, <laughs> this should be a new segment, <laughs> is guess their signs. Guess the sign? Yeah, sure. And I do think Leo, I think maybe that's why I want I would do Dante, but I wouldn't be in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Because two Leos together can have like a really good, this isn't. Always, but two Leos can have a really good sex life together, but might not necessarily be good for each other in a relationship. Yeah. I mean, my husband and I are both Leos, so that is hard for us as well. Whoa. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I stepped in it that time. <laughs> I'm like an SL character, I guess. <laughs> I just stepped in it. Yeah. I think guess their signs could be fun. Yeah, we should do that. All right. You're obviously more of an expert on signs, but I think I can – I always look – You have opinions, which is maybe – is better than knowledge in these times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in these times of ours. Yeah. What are your tropes? Oh, yes. Man on man. Yeah. Best friends turn lovers, which I just had best friends. Mm-hmm. They are best friends. Redheaded. Oh, yeah. Unrequited. Mm-hmm. At least – to begin with. Well, every romance is uh, an unrequited romance will end up being requited because otherwise it's not a romance. Uh, gay for pay. Yeah. Is that, can I say that? You just did. Okay. Um, pre-cum is definitely a trope in this book. There's a lot of pre-cum. Mm-hmm. Uh, lube. There's a lot of lube. Well, it has to, though. You can't have anal sex without lube. Oh, and they do make sure to call out that they wear condoms. Yeah, which is nice. I noticed that, too. I'm, I, uh, <laughs> the, I always notice whether they mention condoms or not in these books. I'm on condom watch all the time. Mm-hmm. In life, too, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm always it. making sure everybody in the room I'm in is wearing a condom <laughs> or some other kind of contraceptive. Dental dam. <laughs> dental dam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Walking around with a dental dam. They got, they got to have something because you never know. Right. Right. Camboys. Okay. Yeah. Um, Russian collusion. Is that one? <laughs> Because this Russian guy <laughs> is the one who runs the website. He ended up being like an okay guy for a porno. He called Griffin a hero several times. I mean, I think he has his own little fantasy about. He does. I think there's a reason why it's hothead.com and not just like deliveryboys.com or something. Well, he did come in his pants while watching them. Yeah. <laughs> it's good do, we knew that too. They do call out that he's got a stain <laughs> on his uh, crotch mm. afterwards. Um, kilts. Mm-hmm. Firemen, mm-hmm. and that's it. Okay, there's more, right? I don't know. Let's say this is my list: friends to lovers. I've loved you so long. Firemen, coworkers to lovers, big family, cooking, uh, in the closet, porn formants. Oh, virgin hero. They're not virgins, but they're virgins to each other. Uh, mutual confessions of love. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, there might be more. Email us or tweet at us if you feel like we're missing a big one. Um, yeah, so that's that's hothead. Wow, we did it. We did. What has you swooning this week? Because you're just constantly swooning. I'm just walking around swooning, making sure people are wearing condoms. <laughs> that's just what I do. Um, so my swoon for the week is a musician her name's Hatchy she is a musician who has an EP out right now that I'm really into uh, it's kind of for fans of the Cranberries or the Sundays or Dream Pop and Shoegaze but it's super poppy it's really fun I'm really into this EP. I listen to it all the time. You can go to Bandcamp, go to Hatchy, search uh, search Hatchy on Bandcamp, and you know, stream it, see if you like it, buy it, support artists who make stuff. Uh, and I love it. It's it's a really great five song EP, and I'm really interested to see where she goes. That's what I'm swooning over. What about you? It's, we, it's as you were talking, I was thinking, and I read another romance novel this week that was a new author for me, but it was also one that I feel like had been advertised to me like nonstop for a while. And I was very much like, I don't want to read this one because you're advertising it to me too much. And then I broke down and I read it and it was fantastic. And it's um, Kerrigan Burns, um, The High Women. He didn't know why he'd been so nasty to her. Dugan ducked his head against his knees and closed his eyes, settling in for a right proper wallow. The chilly moisture on the back of his burning neck felt good, and he tried to focus on that instead of the stinging pain of his hands. Not five wretched minutes passed before a bowl of clean water appeared in the space between his feet. A cup, this one full of a liquid the color of caramel, joined it. Astonished, Dugan looked up to find that the girl had returned, except now she brandished a long and dangerous-looking pair of scissors. Let's talk about where people can find us. How can you find us? Also, we mentioned at the top, but we're going to say it again. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. 
It helps other people find us. I know it's annoying and every there's a reason every podcast asks you to do it. So just please, for the love of God, <laughs> do it. Um, but if you have suggestions for us, if you want to tell us tropes we missed, email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're not doing much there, but we're trying uh, at Learning Tropes. And then we have our Instagram, Learning the Tropes. Uh, we have a Facebook page you can like. This is so, so such a things. long list. And then I also created a Goodreads page if you want to follow us. We're going to be adding all the books that are on our list. So if you want to read ahead, um, send me merch, of course. Uh, you know, anything, baby onesies, uh, luggage tags, totes, things like that, yeah. uh, face creams, you know. They don't need to be functional. <sighs> face creams as merch? Oh, well, because I'm also the beauty regimen I mentioned before, you know, you know, exfoliating stuff, you know, body brushes, things like that. Okay. Uh, things to make me pretty. The, the, uh, those things you can send as well. So anything, just send me stuff. I want to know that people have stuff that they want to give me. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's, I'm sick. It's, I'm sick. It's a sickness. But please <laughs> come down into the gutter with me and enjoy my sickness with me. Oh gosh! All right, but what's happening next week? We are we have a very special holiday uh, novella that we're reading, and it's our first shifter, which you have been asking for shifters this whole time. How many times do I talk about shifters? Yeah, that's um, all you want. This won't be the last shifter we read at all. We're going to be reading more and more shifters, but "Buck Me for Christmas," Frost Brothers Brides Book One by Anya Nolan. We're excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's already on my Kindle. It's a Christmas present. Yeah. Right now it's on Kindle Unlimited, so I know a lot of you have that, so just download it now. It'll be really, really fun. I'm very excited. My first shifter. I, I can't believe it. It's, it's finally so happening. Yay. I can't believe it. All right. That's it. We did it. We did it. All Thanks, right. everybody. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye.